Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. You know, it's after the holiday weekend and I'm a little unemployed today. Yes, I am. But I'm so happy to be here and I'm very excited for our episode today. Uh, We're talking to two uh, employed people, which you know is always a great setup. Employed people, which you know is always a great setup. Um, (laughs) They are both TV development producers they work in tv development and so they're in i'm in the right spot right now by having them on and they are the hosts of tv bff's podcast which uh yours truly was on an episode we've got dan brown and brandy crawford with us here today hello guys hi Hey, Hi. Anna. What's Thank up? Thank you for having us on. This is so great. Hey, I'm yes. I'm thrilled to have you on. I'm excited. I had so much fun on your podcast. I knew it would only be the the same. Uh, you guys are much more organized with your scheduling and stuff. <laughs> Ellen knows I'm just kind of like we'll record a bunch and then we'll stop for a while. <laughs> That's how it works. It's the producers the in us. But yes, yes. You yeah, they're very good. I mean, I produce, but you know, I don't I don't love to. You can tell, you know? <laughs> it's fine. Absolutely. How- no. We're so happy that you came on. It was such a fun episode. We had a blast talking about shows with you. I know. Yes. Can I just say, I have a regret, though. I have some regrets from that. Uh, I feel like I know what one of them is or should be. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Brandy. Coming out hot. Okay. <laughs> Whose podcast are we on now? Um, no, but I really, uh, I regret the title of your episode says Anna Roisman would watch Top Chef forever, which feels lovely. You know, it feels nice, but it feels fake. And I feel like, Anna, you have, <laughs> when I read it, when I see it, when I like, it pops up in my brain, I'm like, you should really be watching Top Chef right now. You haven't watched in a while. You're a fucking liar is what you are. You're a fake. So I have to watch it so I can justify having that as uh, out on the Internet. You know what I mean? That that information. Yeah. But I mean, you've yeah. watched enough of it. And, you know, people who check out the podcast and, and your episode specifically, they'll 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 see the reasoning behind it. And it was very good reasoning. There's a lot of yeah. history there. Thank there's, you. Yeah, I really you, figured it out. Yeah. Mentally, like why I would say that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But then I'm like, forever's been happening, and I haven't watched it in a while. Wait, Brandy, I want to know, what show would you erase from my brain? Uh, Um, The the Undoing. undoing. The Undoing was questionable. That was a questionable pick. Okay. Uh, Listen, you should have, we should have, I'm going to blame you guys for this one, because it was before I watched Mare of Easttown. (laughs) so bad scheduling Uh, that was on us yeah poor scheduling scheduling. mary of easttown much better character development you know just a better show all around also an unemployed show i would say she loses a job spoiler alert correct she does lose a job there yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you know what we have to have you back on um to to rectify your criteria thank you thank you thank you yeah that was pretty much it so that's the episode i just wanted to get that out there and uh and let you guys invite me back no Uh, wouldn't that be fun um how are you both how are you guys doing did you have work today i know it's after a holiday was this a day off for you or yeah i am unemployed today on this day i'm not working that's why i chose today yeah (laughs) this is fourth of july um observed love it love it Mm -hmm. uh it's you're actually off i was off on friday too okay yeah yeah i'm living that good corporate life damn i was not wow i i was not (laughs) Which is fun to say. I was not. I worked on Friday night. Um, that's cool. Well, I wanted to know, have you guys been employed all of the pandemic? Was there, Have you had any lulls of unemployment or has it been smooth sailing for you both? 
Um, I got a new job during the pandemic. So my company laid everyone off. Um, like I, my birthday's March 28th. And that was the day I found out that like, I no longer had a job. I was also on, on maternity your, leave on your birthday, on birthday. when you were ha- bringing a child into the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And they weren't offering like any kind of severance or anything. So like, I literally was like, I guess I'm going to go back to work for two weeks so I can get paid one last check. <gasps> So yeah, so then I was I was unemployed all until the summer when that six hundred dollars ran out uh-huh. from unemployment. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, gotta get a job. And I had a list of people to email, and the first person that I emailed was this woman that I used to work with, and she was like, "We want you here. Come back to us at the History Channel." And I was like, "Okay, great. That's amazing." <laughs> See, so, that's why you never uh, burn yeah. any bridges. You never know when there's going to be a fucking pandemic, and you're going to mm-hmm. be needing, and you get, you're like, "Who have I worked for? Who was cool that I could email right now?" That's awesome. And gives me a lot yeah, of hope. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad so, that yeah, worked so that's, out. That's my job story. Got yeah, it. And then, you, and then you had a baby in a pandemic. Mm-hmm, and I did. I, he was you, born right before, like in January. So it wasn't quite the pandemic yet. So he had a little bit of time in the outside world. Oh, oh you were already <laughs> on maternity leave. Got it. He, mm-hmm. had a, he had a good two months, which I'm sure he remembers well right yeah, like it's probably like back of his hand he remembers it it was such a, an enthralling time for him one day you'll be like do you remember the outside world <laughs> before we all went into lockdown you were so young he'll be like no mom i don't yeah <laughs> you always tell me about it um and dan how has your employment status been throughout this entire year I've been very fortunate. It's 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 remained unchanged. I've been employed throughout. Uh, my company did uh, a really really great job of keeping everyone on the books, keeping everyone employed, working remotely. Um, hasn't been a breeze uh, through no fault of anyone's. Just working in a creative uh, capacity, um, divorced from everybody in person has been challenging. But yeah, you know that's that's some pretty uh, privileged problems to have because I've <laughs> I've been employed this whole time. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like everyone, I mean, it's, you know, everyone was figuring out how do we do this remotely? How do we do these Zoom meetings yeah. or pitches mm-hmm. or whatever, or interview, anything you had to do? It's yeah. weird. I mean, it, it did throw a wrench in, in our daily jobs for sure, because there was a whole pandemic hit. And then everyone's like, we need to figure out pandemic programming. And what are our Zoom shows going to be? And how is this going to change pitching and in our actual jobs? And so like, yeah. there was like a six month stretch where we developed stuff that we'll never see the light of day because no one knew what the hell they wanted or what they were doing. So right. it's been an interesting pandemic for sure. Working, working yeah. remotely in this industry. I was going to say, I feel like on my side as a, as a person pitching stuff, it's like, yeah, the mandates change every five minutes. They're like, no, people mm-hmm. like this and people like this. And it's really yeah. hard to gauge like what we, you know, they yeah. say right place, right time. And it's never been more true. <laughs> like you really. It's true. <laughs> and honestly, like the mandates, they're a bit of a crapshoot. By the time you're reading them, they've changed. They changed frequently in a non-pandemic world. So it's yeah. no one never ever, no one ever truly knows what they want until they see it, which makes it uh, a tricky, tricky business. Yeah. And I was, yeah, and you read the mandate and then you meet with the network and they're like, Oh no, that's not what we're looking for. And it's like, Oh, okay. Oops. Right. They're like, actually we had a meeting this morning and here's the, here's what <laughs> yeah, we're looking exactly. for. Yeah. That's why I always think, you know what, just come up with all the ideas. And if it's a really, really good idea, someone's going to make it, right? If it's that good. Or maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic when it comes to developing stuff. But Now I'm the same way. I'll I'll go down with the ship with an idea, knowing that, like, this is a good one. No one wants to buy it. No one's going to ever see it. But but we know. We know it was good. We know know it was good. Yeah. Yeah. 
But hopefully someone will buy it, you know? But hopefully someone will absolutely buy it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know, how did you guys connect? Where did you guys work together? Yeah, so we met on the job. We met at a production company. We were hired onto the same development team at a little company called Leopard USA. Great name. Um, Full disclosure, that also um, laid me off. I feel like, is this going to be a pattern where Dan has a job and Brandy's been laid off? Uh, is this, she's like, not to brag, but also I was unemployed. Uh, thank you. Wait, so you guys worked yeah. together. Uh, you both worked in development, you said? That's yes, right. Yes, we yeah. were on the development team together. Cool. Yeah. It was so an awesome was, team. Brandy, that was what, maybe four-ish years ago now? Something like that? Yeah, tw- it was 2017 when we started. Because right. we started at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we started within a week of each other. Um, mm-hmm. the, the company at the time was kind of revamping its team, um, and we were hired at the same time, and it was great. One to this day, mm-hmm. one of the best teams I've ever I've ever worked on. It was uh, it was just kind of really, you know, everyone had their um, everyone had their specialty. We all got along really great. We there was overlap, but we all had kind of our own lanes. Like it was it was really really great. What I kind of stuff were you guys mm-hmm. developing there? Was it scripted, unscripted, or? Unscripted, yeah. Uh-huh. So Unscripted. The company does still does House Hunters International, so very oh, okay. much in the mm-hmm. HGTV lifestyle space and lane. So you know, developing a lot of home shows, culinary shows, but then mm-hmm. the, the wide gamut. Like every every development team, even if they have a lane or they have a, a couple networks they work with frequently, you're developing everything. So we were still developing mm-hmm. you know, docu reality and dating shows and formats and all sorts of stuff. Cool. And yeah. did you guys bond over the fact that you watched a lot of TV outside of work, or did that come later in the friendship? <laughs> no, pretty. No, instantly. I feel like we bonded pretty instantly over that. <laughs> yeah, because we were both like, we love TV. Because wait, what show was on? What was Game of Thrones? Because that was, was during one. Game of Thrones. Thrones yeah. was the big one. Um, that that was the main one. That that was the big yeah. one. But then it was always, what else is going on? What else are you watching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we, and we both love the challenge. Both love the challenge. We both got hooked by a coworker onto Kids Baking Championship, so we we had a lot oh of God. shared shows. Love that show. <laughs> so I love good. any so kids much. cooking show. Like Kids yeah. Chopped, I, I think I said is one of my favorite shows mm. of all. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I used to <laughs> yeah, tape it, so and then there was a point where I was like, I have sixty four episodes of Chopped Junior taped, and Jared's <laughs> like, Can we clear some space? And I was like, What if I have a sick day? And this is. <laughs> You won't get sixty through sixty four even in a you, sick day. You never know. That's then I would end up it. watching the same ones like more than I'd be like, oh right, I'm back on that Thanksgiving episode. Like I didn't pay attention. I'd be like, no, I need a variety, or else I'll watch the same one again. Like that's how zoned out I was. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but the kids get bring it bring more drama for me. You know, they do because someone could cry at any moment. You never <laughs> know. Like someone could be in tears at any literal, and they're real show. tears. Like it's real emotion you're seeing from these kids. Yeah, it's like this is this is life ending for them. Yeah, and in I, a way that like I really appreciate. I was gonna say, and the judges <laughs> like don't necessarily know how to handle children, so like they'll say mean <laughs> shit to them that you're like, I can't believe this adult is saying this to a, a kid, and they don't realize that that's not how you talk to kid. You know, like they're right. like not parents or something like I love that awkward you know balance there mm-hmm. I don't know um, <laughs> so I wanted to know before you guys became producers I wanted to ask each of you did you know what you wanted to do when, when you were growing up did you like have a dream job as a child I want to I want to know what was uh, my dream what you know, did baby Brandy and baby Dan want to do 
Baby Dan, he didn't really have a dream job growing up. Okay. Really, I can't I can't place like, oh yeah, I wanted to be a you know what, looking back, probably like astronaut. Like <laughs> I was always I loved space content, space movies. Apollo thirteen was a seminal moment for me. So probably like a oh yeah, if 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 I didn't if if I could just like, you know, wish this into existence, I would be an astronaut, like growing up. Okay. Okay. That's oh, he's such a boy. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> Very, uh, I played with yeah. and he also loved cars. <laughs> exactly. Didn't love cars. Just wanted to be in space. Thought it was very aspirational. <laughs> um, well, baby Brandy has always wanted to work in TV. Always wanted to move to New York City. Like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I specifically though wanted to work in TV where I was making comedy TV for preteen girls. Oh wow! So that I'm not there. <laughs> I'm currently making uh, TV for middle-aged white men okay okay (laughs) um so it's a a little bit of a stretch but um one day uh, you know i'm on i'm on the do you watch all those like cw shows and everything is that like your bread and butter love them but you know what i haven't really watched a lot of the shows because i feel like netflix has really taken over on like the teen girl Mm -hmm. like genre of tv um, and I feel like I haven't really connected with a lot of those shows yet, but like I'm excited because I feel like my daughter is starting to move past like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mm. And like as she moves into more of those kinds of shows, I feel like I'm going to start like engaging with them more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I always knew that I wanted to make TV shows. What was like your favorite teenage girl show when you were growing up that you were like, um, I could do this? <laughs> I I mean, I loved everything that came on TGIF. I was like, I could make Full House. Mm-hmm. I can do this. <laughs> like, this is me. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawson's Creek. I was like, why A, am I not on it? Mm-hmm. Why B, am I not writing for it? Um, 90210 yeah. was a big thing. Um, there was a show on Nickelodeon. I don't know if anybody remembers it, but it was called 15. And it oh. was, I think it was like Canadian. Because Nick used to have a lot of weird Canadian shows. <laughs> Like back in the early 90s. And I like loved it. There was another show that used to come on, um, you know, the channels that like turned into the WB and like UPN, whatever those channels were before they were that. So for us, it was channel 36. Yeah. So this show. (laughs) So um, on channel 36, (laughs) there was a show. It was called Swan's Crossing. And uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it, and oh. she was like played the bat, like the um, like pre Buffy, like she played like such a bitch, pre Buffy, pre all my children. Wow, this is like early nineties. Okay, and I hated her so much in the show because she was like such a villain, <laughs> mm. and it really colored my opinion of her like forevermore. Because like I then I didn't watch Buffy because like I love the movie Buffy mm. um, with Christy Swanson, who now is like so problematic and sad, but um, I wouldn't watch. Buffy when it started coming on because I was like, ugh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, ugh. Hot take, <laughs> loving the Buffy movie and not the series. Real hot I know. take. Oh my god, I love the Buffy yeah, movie. Yeah, there's a lot so of fans much. of that show, I feel like, that are gonna come for you now. They're gonna be like, what is she talking about? The Buffy But like, I do, but like... It- <laughs> I now appreciate the Buffy show and I do wish that I'd watched it because I would have really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but that was, those were the kinds of Swans Crossing. I was like, I can make this show and like I may have written a few spec scripts mm-hmm. based on it. Did you act yeah. at all? Did either of you act or were you both? I didn't. You did. No, okay. I mm-hmm. was allergic to it. So I didn't realize I wanted to make TV <laughs> until like high school. I took like a quote unquote journalism class. But really what that meant was 
make videos on iMovie for the the morning announcement show. So like we mm. we did like some just like stupid shit with cameras and stuff. But then that was like, oh, I want to do this. This is really cool. So yeah. I didn't know until later. And then I got to high school and worked on and then produced a sketch comedy show. And the writers would often try and write me into sketches. And I was like allergic to it. I'm like, no, thank you. Uh, this is never going to happen. Uh, now that I produce this show, I will never be on screen ever again. Uh, hated it. Did not like it at all. <laughs> to the point they, they wrote a sketch with a character named Dancing Dan Brown. Love just it. to try and get me to just play to and I'm like you. Uh, Chris you will be playing Dancing Dan Brown uh, <laughs> but wait your high school had a sketch program that's pretty not sketch it was journalism but oh. so like we, you do the morning announcements but on top of that you would also just make little like three minute videos fun videos and stuff yeah. mm-hmm. I love it I mean I've I've I have never met a stage I didn't want to be on in a microphone I didn't want in my hand <laughs> <laughs> do you still feel um, that way like do you still think you would want to produce stuff that you could be in? Um, maybe. I love, like, I, I love, like, so I did stand-up comedy for a while. Like, I really loved that. But then I realized that, like, I wasn't ready to, like, really dedicate to it. Yeah. And so, like, it's not something that you can just really do half, like, half-ass. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, if I'm not going to go, like, whole hog into this, like, I shouldn't, I need to make space for people who want to do that. Right. Um, so I started just, like, hosting shows and stuff because I was like, oh, like, I can still, like, do a few minutes and that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and I would be, I, I don't specifically think about making things that I can be in, but like, I feel like I could be more of like an Andy Cohen type. Okay. You know, like kind of like I'm the, I can be like the face behind it and like I can host the reunions. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Just going to host that swan, no, swan reunion. What's swan's crossing? I was going to say swan lake. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, guys, you got to like Google the theme song. It is an earworm. Wow. (laughs) Is, that's really something good. you guys should add to your podcast. Best theme song. I think that would be a yeah. Ooh, that'd be a good lightning round question. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm producing your podcast now. I'm I'm sorry that just came out of me, but you know, it did. <laughs> oh, it's um, fine. It's a great idea. Great yeah. note. Great note. <laughs> Mine would be the what was the Bears one, Ellen? Do you remember the Bears song? I was obsessed with that intro. Gummy Bears. Gummy bears, Gummy bears dancing here and there. Yeah. yeah, I went through I went through a good month where that was all I sang because it was like a question on an HQ game for a Saturday morning cartoon thing, and I went ham on it. I was That's like, "Warm for sure." It's a good it's a, song. It's a good one. That song, man, it has like verses too. The whole thing, it's so good. Oh uh, man. Okay, so you both had the entertainment bug at least before college. Did you guys go to college to study stuff like TV or writing or what did you guys do for school? Yes, I did um, the so I went to University of Georgia and they didn't have like a film and TV program. Mm-hmm. They had um, I went through like the journalism school and I majored in telecommunications. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> which is what we and we just made like you know we learned how to edit and use cameras and all that stuff and I took all like the media classes and stuff that's cool um so yeah so I made several um short films in which I would I would li- literally write them to star people that I had crushes on <laughs> so that I could hang out with them <laughs> that's kind of like the sketch comedy world I feel like when people started making videos they were like yeah I cast you in the sketch and it's it's just a small part but like there is a kiss scene yeah. like no big deal I'm... yeah <laughs> no, it's like you're so and that's like you're like obsessed with me <laughs> did it work did you ever 
no. find love in a, in a video you made? <laughs> um, I did not, but uh, I had a lot of fun making them. That's good. That's good. Dan, what did you go to school for? Uh, I went to school for TV. Uh, my major was TV radio film at Syracuse. Um, proud Newhouse alum over here. So Wait, I, really? You went to Syracuse? I went to Syracuse. I so did to Ellen. Too. I so keep on meeting Ellen. people who went to Syracuse. Uh, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is wonderful. Go Cuse. I'm from the area as well. So like I. So is she. Am I. Wait, where are you from? I'm from Syracuse. Watch them have been in like the same elementary school or something. No, I'm from Auburn. So like 30 miles away, but pretty close. Pretty close. Mm -hmm. Wow. Probably played each other in football. Yep. You know me. Probably. Big football player. Yes. Smoked our ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our team was not good. Um, But yeah, no, went to went to Syracuse for TV, radio, film and political science and uh, was was quickly reinforced that I made the right choice. We got to, you know, I made a sitcom in one class. I worked on that sketch show, which I mentioned, short, short videos and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It was a blast. I loved it. That's cool. I wish I had all my videos from college. I made a lot of sketches. I don't think they exist anywhere anymore. Yeah. Mine are all on a couple of VHS tapes that I don't have a VCR to play them on. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a hard drive that I don't think I can connect to any current laptop anymore <laughs> where everything lives. I don't know if I can ever find it again, but did, it's somewhere. Did either of you have any uh, jobs while you were in college that you... I did. I worked for the SU bookstore all four years. Really? Yeah. Four yeah. years. Nice. All, all four years. I loved it. It was super steady. I could work uh, over the summers because I was close enough in driving distance. So like I was one of three people that shelved every single textbook in that whole bookstore, Ellen, that uh, twice a year yes. that you're like, I'm going to spend way too much money on these dumbass books. <laughs> I was the one that made them look all nice on the shelf. Good wow. Work. Good work. Wow. Did they give yeah. you the books then? Was that like a perk? No, absolutely That's not. bullshit. No. Really? Did you even get a discount? I got a discount, but it didn't okay. make them cheap. What I was able to do is like, oh, here's the perfect used book. I'm going to set that off to the side. Mm. So that I can just claim yeah, all the best versions tips. of all the books. Nice. I was so bad. I didn't buy some of the books, and I got a D. I got a couple of D's freshman year. I didn't buy some books <laughs> and, because I was like, with all these points, I don't want to buy a fucking book. I'm gonna go buy an iPod. <laughs> we had to, like, it wasn't like you could buy them with cash. You had to get like points, which was money. You know what I mean? And you got like right. a lump thing of points and then you'd go to the bookstore and buy your books for the year and I was like I don't fucking care about this class I'm gonna go buy an iPod and I did and I like never told like I'm sure it was my dad's money and I was like (laughs) did I get a D uh but I listened on an iPod this year because I'm fancy now (laughs) that is where the discount came in though because like I feel like a lot of university bookstores like it's not just the books it's also all of the apparel all of the branded stuff Mm -hmm. the computers like it's all in this one location so if you had a discount you could Get some good stuff. Like all my Christmas shopping. Who wants a Q's t-shirt? Love it. All, all around. Everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's <laughs> nice though. I bet the family does want it. They're like, oh yeah, we want to represent the, you know, where he goes to school. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was great. My dad great. still wears his BU hoodie. Uh, just to remind him how expensive my school was. You know, he just wants to make sure he, <laughs> he's reminded of that every single fucking day. Oh man. Yeah. Brandy, did you have a job in college? Yes. So um, during this, my first two years at college during the summers, I was a preschool teacher um, in which it was the, this woman like worked, like, went to my church and or my mom's church rather. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, you should work in my daycare. And I was like, OK. And so I show up and they're like, here's 12 four year olds. You're in charge of them all day. 
Oh my <laughs> like, god! Oh, and you were like hey, eighteen. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so and then when I was at school, I worked my sophomore year. I worked the front desk of my dorm from three to six a.m. That shift. <laughs> Oh, my God. You probably saw a lot of shit happen between those hours. I mean, mostly it was just, like, drunk people coming in and chatting me up and, like, being like, what do I watch on TV? But then my best job in college, I was a wedding DJ and a karaoke host. So I had my own... So I will. That uh, so is so UGA. you. That is so Brandy. <laughs> wow. And so UGA is in. Like she only DJs weddings, actually. Uh, well, I did a couple of uh, bar mitzvahs. Okay. I did a couple of. I think I did a. I did a couple of birthday parties, but mostly it was it was weddings. Um, and I had my own karaoke night at a bar in Athens. Um, called Firehouse, which I don't know if it's still there. Wow. But Maroon, Maroon 5 came in one night. It was before they were Ooh. famous. And we all did karaoke together. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so I was a wedding DJ. I was a mobile DJ. At one point, I was the number three DJ in America. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, because I worked for this company. It was called um, AMS, American Mobile Sound, and it was nationwide. Um, what is it? And, can I ask? Some, oh, a mobile DJ means like you go from place to place. Yeah, so like I had to, I would have to My go brain went to, to like the a phone. And, like you DJed off your phone, like a mobile. <laughs> Do I sound no, no, no. It was, it was CDs. Um, I had to go to the office um, before every. Um, event and like pick up the system which i would then load into my car so i loaded the speakers the mixing board the cd player all the cds um unless i got like a special assignment where i could use there was one computer system and i would be like can i please just use the computer system this would be amazing (laughs) um but yeah so like there the summer of 2003 my boyfriend broke up with me at the beginning of the summer (laughs) i had to dj a wedding every saturday and at each of these weddings, I want to say probably 75% of these weddings, because I used to also counsel the couples on, like, what songs they should pick. <laughs> I always I always suggest, like, you know what you should do for your first song? It's like, you should do Wonderful Tonight. It's really good. Oh, my God. Because that was, like, that's, my song. I, that's such a job. to. That's such another job to counsel a couple on, like, the music they need to have You to would be surprised at how unoriginal people are and i just be like you know what because like, i would either say just wonderful tonight or god must have spent a little more time on you oh good song good song <laughs> both are good um and so i had to listen i had to watch couples dance to wonderful tonight like all these weddings and like that had been like my song like with my boyfriend and i'd just be like if I can hate this song. Oh my I God. literally can't listen to that song anymore. You almost did it to yourself, though, because you recommended it. I really it. did. Yeah. I did. I could have seen you going the opposite way and been like, you know what song you really shouldn't choose? Wonderful Tonight. It's, yeah. Not, yeah. it's not a romantic song. Not a good song. Yeah. No one should ever. Well, then you're Played safe. out, non-original, you don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. That's like such a sitcom, like the the song coordinator for a wedding. Yeah. You know, and then like 10 years later, a divorced couple and they're like, where was that woman who said that song would be good? I can't listen to that song. This was like before um, like camera phones and stuff. This was like 2003. So I I would love to know. what has become of some of these weddings there was like there was a fight at one wedding like i got there and the woman's like we're not doing the father-daughter dance Ooh. and i was like okay that's oh, fine boy. that's fine and so then like her mom comes up to me and she was like don't play that song don't play that song for the father-daughter dance and i was like i i'm not gonna play it i'm not gonna announce it i'm not doing anything <laughs> and then the dad comes up to me he's ways he was like 
I got to dance with her. And I was like, oh, dude, like, you got to go talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, this is, I am not equipped for this right now. And it's like me and the, the woman who was managing the catering, she, we were both just like, are we going to, what's going to happen with the cake? Like, when are we bringing it out? Because then, like, a big fight started between, like, the two families, and it was wild. Wow. Yeah, weddings wow. bring out the drama in people. Uh, yeah. And you had to be in the center of it. That sucks. Mm-hmm. In a tuxedo. <laughs> in a tuxedo? That's what you wore to DJ these weddings? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. If it was formal. If it was formal, I had to wear a tuxedo with a purple vest and a purple bow tie. (laughs) That was the company's (laughs) uniform. Yeah. If it was was semi-formal, I wore um, a polo shirt with the logo on it. You know, all these jobs, like when I worked in restaurants and steakhouses, they made me wear like a men's tie and a men's button down. Why were all these uniforms catered to men? I'd like to go back and fix that and be like, let me wear a hot dress if I'm DJing your wedding, if I'm bartending. That me look cute. I, I think that's, you guys are, I, that's something I'd like to change with history right now is the <laughs> outfits we had to wear to work, the requirements, you know? Yeah. I've, only, I've only ever had to wear one uniform to a job, and it was my job right after college, actually. What was that? It was as an NBC page. Oh. Ooh. That's a cool that, uniform when you're an NBC page, though. Yeah, I feel like. that one I was okay with. That I'll one I wear, was cool with. I'll wear that hokey little uniform, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't get into that program. Objectively ugly suits, let's be honest. They're not great looking. No, they're not. Um, Again, they didn't really have a female version, did they? Would they have a skirt? There was a skirt, but everything else was the same. Yeah, like you still had to wear a tie. Yeah, you look like a a freaking Von Trapp family member. You don't look (laughs) like you're you're a cool person at NBC. A bunch of, you know, flight attendants giving tours. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. You guys, I feel like I found my next job where I design uniforms for every job that there is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. men and women. Oh my god, you'd be like Sue Ellen from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitters. Then. Oh my god, I wow, would. Wow, that's right. I'm right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got him. I could do that. Wow. Okay, oh, my brain. That's is- a great movie. I haven't seen that in too long. Oh, that's it's a such good a good so movie. Good. It's funny. We were at Whole Foods the other day, and there was a woman on the escalator in front of Jared and me, and she had like a big like straw hat and she had like a white blouse and like kind of baggy like khaki shorts and Jared taps me and he goes doesn't that look like the mom from Don't Tell Mom the Baby? I'm like yeah when she goes on the vacation she's like Suel Suel you have all my numbers you know and she like goes away anyway uh, that's weird that this came up again in the same week um. <laughs> so Dan you got into the NBC page program all hail that you're, yeah. you're going to work in TV when you get that gig, right? It was, yeah, it was a dream job. So at, um, I was at Syracuse. I had known a couple friends who had been pages before me. So I, I had a little bit of an inside, hey, can you put in a word? Can you give me a reference? So that ended up getting me an interview. And then, yeah, you know, three rounds of interviews later, wow. I'm an NBC page and still um, am, am really... Like think of think of it fondly. Like it was it was a wild year. Yeah. Um, of giving tours and just you know I was new to the city. I just moved to New York for this job. You meet sixty other pages who are all like very like minded but very diverse. It was a truly diverse program. Still is, but like everyone there just loved TV and want to talk about it and wanted to just be in it always. And we got to do really cool shit. I was the talent desk assistant at SNL for five months. Cool. I was the um, audience coordinator at Late Night with Jimmy Fallon for three months when that show was still new. Got to stand in the back of the 
the studio and watch the taping every day. But the those five months on SNL, like that is is still like a touchstone like holy shit i can't believe i actually was there had that job sort of situation so i i i think about that all the time actually. that's so awesome it was, it was a really fun did you time. get to go to all the tapings and stuff because you were there yes yeah so for um as the the desk assistant we're basically like real life kenneth mm-hmm. from 30 rock right like we we assisted the talent we got their lunch and brought them scripts and you know all of that stuff but we also were kind of the gatekeepers to the studio so like who is this random person trying to get in yeah we alert the uh, you know the people that need to be alerted but we're also right outside that door for everything so yeah is i was there, there for for five months you said yeah 12 shows i think 12 or okay 12 i have a question episodes. i'm not gonna ask you for a negative one but was there like a guest that you remember being like awesome that you were so excited to meet. Yeah, while you were hands there? down, Betty White. Really? Hands down, oh, she was friggin' cool. awesome. She hosted the Mother's Day episode, which also was so Betty White was the host, but then Tina, Amy, Maya, they all came. Rachel and Anna Gasteyer all came back oh, because it was a Mother's oh. Day episode. So it was just like a packed, packed week. Um, but uh, yeah, Betty White was awesome. She only ate hot dogs. She gave <laughs> everyone a hug at the end of the week. Uh, and it was like genuine. She was like, thank you so much. This was really like a highlight and like she really meant it. And I was Aww. like, oh my God, Betty White's hugging me right now. My life is over. This is wonderful. <laughs> and you were to get her hot dogs all week? That's all she ate? She loved hot dogs. Yeah, like that was her go-to meal. Like if she wasn't eating like what was around, she's like, you know what? I could go for a hot dog. I'm like, all right. Wow. Get you like what, what was on the hot dog? Like ketchup and mustard, relish? Yeah, how does Betty uh, take her dog? Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, everything on the side. And I don't know exactly how she okay. put it together, but we gave her all the options. You know? Okay. Yeah. I love it. I, I want to, I would just love to, that would be a highlight for me to just watch Betty White eat a hot dog, you know? And yeah, be like, yeah. I saw it. She was it. great. Um, uh, what, are, what were some other highlights of guests? Um, now you got to tell us who sucked. No. <laughs> was anyone mean <laughs> to you that you were surprised about? You don't have to say a name, but were you like, wow, fame got to this person. They're not nice um, to me. Not really. You more saw it with people's teams. There were a lot mm. of like mm. assistants and hairdressers and wardrobe people were like, well, where's my green room? Like, come on, right. get over yourself. You're just because you're, you're in j-lo's vicinity doesn't mean you get the same treatment that she right you know right what i mean so mm-hmm. there it was mostly that but the 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 celebrities themselves was really refreshing to learn early in my career that like they it's so like worn out but like they're just like us like a lot of them <laughs> like they're just real people mm-hmm. who are just you know happen to have this as a job and especially the cast too like the cast were all just like top to bottom just really nice people like some of them were oh yeah they're very busy they don't have time for this whatever but no one was ever nasty or mean or anything like that's that. good that's good yeah. you have fond memories from there. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. No wonder you love comedy so much. Like, that's, <laughs> I love it. That, that'll that make you love it, yeah. It was great, yeah. My one story, if, if you can allow me one, and this is one that... Uh, I allow I, you as many as you want. <laughs> I love telling because it just makes me look really cool. But, like, one time I made Jerry Seinfeld laugh in an elevator. Wow. Um, that was really fun. And then another time, Steve Martin gave me career advice. So, like, those were two kind of, like... Kind of How really, uh, was Jerry? I mean, on what the was show? the advice and what was the joke? Yeah, you said uh, a story. Those were kind of just two statements that made us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? What happened? So, so the Jerry Seinfeld. So he was on doing a, a weekend update segment. Um, and the way SNL works, they do a dress rehearsal from eight until ten, uh, and they go through the whole show plus some bonus stuff that won't make it to air, and then they break, 
and they filter out the whole audience, it's a whole new audience, mm-hmm. and they do the live show, mm-hmm. obviously, at 11.30. Yeah. So in between, dressed in live, uh, Jerry Seinfeld went with his wife to go get dinner, and then when he's coming back, he just came in through the regular entrance, and as a page, one of your jobs is to escort talent when they're leaving or, or entering the mm-hmm. building. So I went down with um, security to pick up Mr. Seinfeld and his wife, and we're walking through the lobby, and it's in between two shows, so like it's bustling, though the... The audience is getting loaded in, and there's pages in their suits all around helping the audience get loaded in. And Jerry's wife, Jessica, that's her name, right, Jessica? Yeah, Jessica Mm -hmm. Seinfeld. Yeah, Jerry's wife, Jessica. So Jessica was like, oh, it's like, what's his name from 30 Rock? It's like, what's his name? And then we get in the elevator, and she's still talking about, like, oh, like, what's his name? And the rule number one when you're a page is, like, don't speak unless you're spoken to, pretty much, right? Um, just general, like being around it's celebrities. It's the tip of your like, tongue. You want to say it, and you're like, right? I did, did but like, they you ask don't, me, they, or they, they just don't really talking out yeah, loud. But like, you know, you don't really want to chime in out of place or, right. or whatever. But like, I felt like in the moment, I'm like, okay, she's clearly searching for an answer. I have this answer. Yeah, I'm gonna provide it. So I said, oh, it's like Kenneth. And then Jerry's like, oh, right, 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 right. And I'm like, oh, it's just like on the show. That's cool. Um, and then he turns to me and he's like, so do you guys get made fun of? Do you get shit for the like the Kenneth of it all? And I was I literally I wasn't trying to be funny. I thought about it and I was like, meh. And he just started laughing. Cause like <laughs> it was an honest reaction. It was like sometimes, but like not all the time. Kind of like meh. You meh? Know, sometimes. Yeah. So all I you have to do is become Jerry Seinfeld around him and then he's gonna love it. <laughs> I feel like that's such a him yeah. move to be like, meh. It was. Yeah, it was a bit of a Seinfeld move. I don't know if I meant to do it or not, but the, the moment overtook me, and he laughed all the way up till till we got off the elevator, and I'll never forget it for forever. That's really funny. And honestly, yeah. perfect answer. I think if you really tried mm-hmm. to justify it or say, like, well, you know, he, it would have gone in one ear and out the other. You said man, right. and he was like, who's yeah. this little old Jewish man, you know, working at NBC? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. So, yeah. Who else did you make? Le- no. Who? What was the other? Yeah. Story? What was that? What was the career advice? Oh yes. Um. That this one wasn't as good of a story, but it's just I remember a, another like escorting Steve Martin up to the thing, and he was just like genuinely interested. He's like, so what do you want to do with your career? Like, is this a means to an end? You know, just like really, like he seemed genuinely, you know, intrigued and, and interested in. That's in, nice because like, like they know what, you're not going to be a was. page forever. <laughs> right. But. Yeah. Yeah. So like you know, it was a you know, a 45 second conversation. And at the time I was like, oh, I really want to continue in sketch comedy. And this is my dream. And like, just nothing answers really. But he was generally interested and that. That that sticks with me too. That was nice. That's cool. Did he say anything yeah. wise that you want to share with the world or um, did he say quit? Cause I would think that would be the wisest. <laughs> no, he, nothing that really stuck. It was, I, I feel like it was just kind of like a, well, keep doing what you're doing. You're in the right place. Like, you know, mm-hmm. keep after it. Like it was, you know. And you didn't say like, can I come work for you? <laughs> no, I missed that opportunity. Do you have a card? Yeah. Do you have an assistant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we, um, can we follow up? I follow up. Yeah. No, I missed that one. One time Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jerry Springer told me, uh, he, he said, may you always soar above the clouds watch for me on TV. Uh, so I take that information with me everywhere. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jerry Springer of Fortune Cookie. Yeah, he, was, he wrote that as my autograph after after I met him because he I told him I wanted to have a TV show and if Roseanne can do it, why can't? I have a show called Anna and I explained my whole life and then that was how he wrote his autograph and I always took that as like, what wise information? I will soar mm, above good. the clouds. I there won't stop, you know? 
hey, whatever. Um, wait, yeah. so Dan, you said you came prepared. I, I don't want to, if you came prepared with stuff, what was it? Your Oh, we got to talk TV shows real quick about your unemployed related TV favorites, right? Is that how you guys prepared? Yeah, I mean, we could keep talking about uh, job history stuff. If I'm know, into this, though. I would lo- Ellen and I always ask, we've asked people who have movie podcasts for movie recommendations about unemployed movies and stuff. So we've never really talked TV shows that much. So I would love to hear some of your recommendations. And then we're going to bring it back to your jobs because I want to flip it on you. And give you guys a okay. taste of your own a taste of your own challenge. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. That's what I gotta say. Because their their podcast was difficult. It's, it's like a Sophie's choice. You really gotta narrow it down, you know, and go with your gut. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get into it. But uh, yeah. So so just for some quick background. So our podcast is called TV BFFs, and what we basically do is we have guests we have guests on to talk about their top six shows of all time, um, but in relation to this BFF criteria that we created, uh, which has three categories. Those categories are best, favorite, and forever. So you pick a couple shows that you think are the best you've ever seen, you pick a couple shows that are your favorites, and then a couple shows that you would watch on a loop in the afterlife forever. So, Which you think um, is easy to do, and it's actually, it's not as easy. It's not. It's tricky. I thought six shows? I don't even know six shows right now. And then, <laughs> and then you do. And then it's yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we thought we would each, so instead of doing like a full six each, because that's a lot, uh, we each brought one of each, one best, one favorite, one forever, kind of job-related show. Okay. Whether they're unemployment shows or not, TBD, but I, I feel like there's layers job of related is, in any sort of job-related yeah. or work, workplace uh, television. I'm going to write these down, because yeah. Ellen and I, you know, well, we review, we haven't put it out yet, but one day the Patreon will have our version of us reviewing uh, content about unemployment and jobs, so... Love it. Brandy, you want to go first? What are yours? Yeah. So my best show. So best is like, you know, like just like the best, what, like most well done, like just like what's like the best show. Right. And so for a workplace show, my best show is a show that was on stars, I think for only like two seasons called Party Down. Mm. Um, It was really awesome. It was like a bunch of like um, Adam Scott was in it. Jane Lynch, um, Lizzie Kaplan. Um, Ken Marino, Marino, Megan Mullally. And, oh yeah, Megan Mullally. <laughs> I they never all watched it, were, but I heard the most amazing things about this show. I love it. It's oh, so love funny. It. It's so it. funny. They were all uh, they all worked as caterers, mm-hmm. and a, each episode was a different event that they were doing. But everybody was like, because it was set in Southern California, so like they were all like wannabe actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was so funny. Another yeah. job and with a, that needs a, a remake of the uniform. I'm just going to just drop that in. Yeah, their, sure. their uniform was like a, a white button down and these little purple, like, lilac bow ties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Close to yours, <laughs> actually. Close yeah, to your DJ outfit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think maybe that's why I connected with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love, I just think that show is like, just like the best. Okay. Um, Wait, Dan, do you want to do your yeah, do, Dan, should I do, do all three of mine? We'll yeah, do your best. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, so my best show in the workplace category is Better Call Saul. Oh. Um, which mm. does feature people losing jobs and then getting new jobs in the mm-hmm. uh, the legal industry. Um, you know, uh, origin story of the Saul character from Breaking Bad, his kind of, you know, his basically his history is becoming a lawyer and kind of working his way to where we see him when, when Breaking Bad starts, but... Uh, really, really, really super well done. I, I can't believe they make 
filing deadlines and legal matters as dramatic and thrilling mm-hmm. as they do. So they really like took the workplace and 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 just really notched it up into like a really really quality drama that I think is one of the best things on TV. Can I ask? Do I have to finish Breaking Bad to watch Better Call Saul? Nope. Yeah. Okay, it's a show you know. that can stand on its own. Yeah, okay. stands on its own. I mean, there are layers, um, and I think it's it's getting close to like, you know, like docking with the mothership of Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. Like these last mm-hmm. couple seasons, there's some crossover characters that you'll recognize if you've seen Breaking Bad, but right. not necessary at all. You can watch it fresh as mm-hmm. its own thing. Cool. It stands alone. Good. Nice. Yeah. Okay, Brandy, what's your f- favorite? Okay, so my favorite workplace show is Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, good one. Yeah. 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 I love 30 Dan Brown. Yeah. (laughs) 30 Rock starring Dan Brown. Um, I mean, it's just so like, it's, I never have it on and I'm not laughing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so funny. It's so smart. And I also just, I love, I love any show set in New York and I feel like it's very much a New York show. Yeah. It's so so quick. It was so like, oh, this is Tina Fey's style. Like, boom, you got it here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was so good. And my roommate worked on it. Um, oh, cool. From the bit, well, what was funny about it though is that so she worked on. It, she was like, "Oh, guys," she's like, "I don't know if this show is that funny." She's like, "We're probably going to get canceled." <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't watch it for like the whole first season, and then I started watching it, and I was like, "Is she crazy?" You don't think? Yeah, is I question she, your friend's taste. She how is she? Funny. How? What? Well, that's when I realized I was like, "Oh my god, she doesn't have a sense of humor." Oh no. <laughs> Maybe it's wow, like, you I can't. I love where you work. Like, you know, if you work at a restaurant, you're not like, let's go eat there. It's the best restaurant in the world. You're like, ugh, I got to get away from work. Like, maybe it was that kind of brain. But yeah, maybe, maybe she has no sense of humor. Maybe. But, like, wasn't it, like, just funny to, like, watch? Like, it's got to be funny to, like, yeah. watch them crack jokes. Like, what? Yeah. Also, that team, that cast, too. Like, yeah, just like, everybody's them. just funny. Yeah. That's but yeah, great. no, I love I love Thirty Rock. I think it's amazing. It's my favorite show. Cool, hmm. Dan, Dan. Favorite. My, my favorite is also a workplace comedy. It's a newer show called Mythic Quest on Apple TV Plus. Has anyone mm. seen of heard of Mythic Quest? You said that. I watched the first episode. I would have been like, "Is it a video game?" Like, have you said just <laughs> yes, a book? Actually. It, you're right on point with video games. So it's a show about a video game company um, created by a couple of the guys that created It's Always Sunny. So Rob McElhenney stars, I think Charlie Day co-created oh, with them. Oh, I read about this somewhere now yeah. that you say it. Yeah, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a workplace comedy about this video game company. The game is called Mythic Quest. And uh, the first season they just launched like their expansion or whatever. But it's... it's um, I kind of talk about it kind of the way I talk about Friday Night Lights, where it's like, oh, I don't want to watch a show about football. It's not about football. I don't want to want to watch a show about video games. It's not about video games. It's about these people in this workplace and the dynamics. Right. And that's what and they if, work on. Yeah. yeah. And if mm-hmm. you you trust the pedigree of Rob McElhenney and the It's Always Sunny team, it's it's on that level and even higher because they have more room to like, ex- like their care the characters actually grow and there's like you know, long running, more serialized storytelling. And it's just kind of like the next level up for that team, I think. And it's super well done. They had like a couple special episodes during the pandemic, like the best pandemic episode I've seen. It brought me to tears. It was really, really, really well done, but also just super, super funny. And a lot of fun. And And it's only one season? uh, Season two just finished. Oh, okay. Um, But they're half hour episodes. So all told, it's maybe like 20 episodes total. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those, it, it's creeping into my almost category as it keeps going. It 
I'm keeping an eye on it for my own criteria. It's really, really got cool. it. Got it. I'm so glad I you watched guys the first episode. It's really good. You brought this criteria to this podcast. I'm really excited about this because it was very hard for me. And I and then I'd be like, what's yours? And they're like, mm, we're doing our own episode about that. And I was like, oh, God, yeah. I got to wait. I got to wait. <laughs> yeah. Which out now. Listen now. All Sorry. right. <laughs> what's your forever work related show? My forever work work. My forever work-related show And just so the people know, I was going to say, the people who need to know, this is the show you watch over and over and over forever. If you have one show on a desert island, right? Like, for the rest of your life. Over and over, forever, I will watch The Office. Perfect. I knew someone was going to say it. I was, like, waiting for it. Well, I wasn't sure which category of mine it would be in, because it was, I thought about it for favorite, but then I was like, no, like, I love 30 Rock too much. But The Office, and also The Office is just because it's always on Comedy Central, and I feel like whenever it's on, even though it's, I feel like it's the same five episodes mm. that come on Comedy Central yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, but I love them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I feel like it doesn't matter when I start watching it, like where it's at, like I will, I will continue it. And then probably it'll just bleed right onto the next one. I love that. I never watched <laughs> yeah. The Office. Ellen, did you watch The Office? I forget. No, not really. I, I watched the original, like the UK version. My mm-hmm. brother had it on DVD, so <laughs> I watched that, but I never got into the American one. I was going to say, I had to host at least four HQ shows about The Office. <laughs> I was going to say. And I read so many wiki pages and I watched so many YouTube clips and I always found it very funny. And then, so I was like, I like The Office, but like, I don't sit down and watch seasons of television. But mm-hmm. oddly enough, in the pandemic, whenever we like had TV on when I was cooking or if we're like doing mm. something else or like working at, I don't know, Jared always puts on Comedy Central because we pay for cable. We love cable and he'll put on Comedy Central and, and the office is always on Comedy Central. Re- and it's always. like you were saying, I'm like, I've probably seen all five of those episodes that air like multiple yeah. times <laughs> and I'll laugh and I'm like, oh, it's, it's fun to watch as if I never watched it. I felt like I watched a lot of it just through YouTube clips and having to pretend to know those characters and how to pronounce all the like places and the shrewd farms and whatever like <laughs> you wouldn't know I didn't know the office you know I'm a good actor you know what I mean it's it's funny for as like ubiquitous as it is is like that everyone's like go to Netflix and like people just watch it over and over again Brandon, I don't think we've only ever had it on like one criteria and like wow. dozens yeah. of conversations. It's kind of wild. Well, because I feel like Rare for me, it's, I mean, I really, it's uh, like for, I picked it for this because I felt like it's a perfect forever show for Absolutely. a job related show. Yeah. But like in terms of like my favorite shows, just like ever, like my top shows, it doesn't make it into that list. Mm. It's like, I mean, I, it's, I think it's hilarious and I love watching it, but like there's other shows that I like more. Yeah. I hear you. I got yeah. you. So I feel like it could be on a lot of almost, lit, but it's not, I don't even think it's on my almost list. We haven't even had it on any almost list. It's weird. It's it's, yeah. the, it's one of those shows where I'm like, I can't believe more people aren't talking about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. on show. I feel like you but guys don't actually have because... jobs and all day long you guys are listing shows and you're like, does this make the almost? Does this make this list? Does this make this list? <laughs> I'm like, you guys still work, right? Or have you, has this podcast taken over your brain where you're like, I have to watch this so I can put it on my list next time. <laughs> Um, Not quite. I, I mean, I, I've i always thought about TV to this extent. So now it just gives me like an outlet where I don't feel absolutely. like a crazy person for it. You know? <laughs> I was also going to say The Office was way easier to fake knowing than like Game of Thrones in terms of character names and <laughs> and 
you know, anything little, little in terms of vocabulary, I loved faking office more than when they were like Game of Thrones again. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I can't. I don't know how to say Targaryen, Targaryen. I don't know. I will fuck this up. Oh, man. All right, Dan, what's your forever, forever TV show? My forever uh, workplace show is also on my own criteria as a forever show. So a bit of a spoiler there, but it is Parks and Rec. I mm. love this show so much. I would absolutely watch it forever. It's on my criteria, like I said. Um, it's great. I don't think there's much unemployment in this show. Um, yeah, but, that's uh, a note I have for them. They really should have had some more layoffs <laughs> in some yeah, of these shows. Yeah, more, more people should have <laughs> lost and then reworked to get their job back. But anyway, um, it's it, you know similar to The Office. It's just... The, the characters are great. The writing is incredible. The cast, I think, is the best yeah. comedic cast, mm-hmm. sitcom cast ever assembled. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I'd watch it forever. It's That's great. why you two work well together. Did you know each other's shows going into this or no? Because I was like, uh, you pick The Office and you pick Parks and Rec. And to me, those go like hand in hand, right? Because they were. They do. No, we, we did not. Oh, share yeah. Them. But no, we, yeah, we, I mean, we shared them with each other after we picked them. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. That's a fun test. Yeah. Right. Because if you were like, uh, if she said Parks, or if you said The Office and then Dan was like, remember like Good Burger on like SNCC? Like, that's my forever. <laughs> I don't even like. Mm-hmm. I do remember Good Burger on SNCC. Though. Another workplace, you know, workplace. Yeah. Keenan and Cal, I should say. But Keenan Good Burger Cal, was yeah. their, you know, their best one. Right. Um, well, they turned that into a movie, though. It was a movie, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it was. Okay, I wanted to flip it on you. I know we're running out of time, but I wanted to flip it on you and ask you, what was your best job you ever had? So same criteria, okay? The best job you ever had that you you only think of it with joy and great memories. Uh, the favorite job, I guess, you ever had. Oh, wait, what was the difference between favorite and best favorite is uh favorite is like it's like yeah it means something to you personally best is like this was this is so well made okay like objectively objectively the best best. this is your favorite so it's personal and then favorite's more subjective then the job Mm -hmm. that you could do forever that's where it's gonna be funny and i thought we would play Mm -hmm. along too we all have to come up with our own so whoever wants to go first whoever's got their first one I'll go first with the best um, okay. because it was an earlier in life job that I, that I haven't touched on. Uh, it was my high school job. Okay. And I worked at a, at a place called The Printery. It was a screen printing and embroidery shop. Um, my mom also worked there. It was run by friends of the family. And basically my job was to just like make T-shirts, fold T-shirts, do incredibly satisfying. Like uh, I got to play with a power washer all the time. Um, as high school jobs go, I put it in the upper echelon. I, I, have never encountered a better high school job. And for that reason, it's on my, I got free. Like if, if there was one tiny little stitch wrong on a pair, on a hoodie or a pair of sweatpants, I got them like for free. So I got free clothes all the time. I got to make my own hours a little bit. Cause like my mom works there objectively the best high school job I think I've ever experienced. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I love that. I wouldn't know that you had such an affinity for making T-shirts. I love when you were like, "I got to use this like cool tool." I'm like, "Yeah, that uh, that'll put him on the that'll put super on satisfying." I love it. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Brandy or Ellen, do either of you have a best job you ever had? Um, I think the best job I ever had was probably my. First job when I moved to New York. Okay. I was the office manager for uh, a commercial production company. It was called Celsius Films. 
and it was my first time working in any kind of a production environment. Um, it was in this amazing, like, loft office space in Flatiron. It was, like, 19th and uh, Park. Mm-hmm. And it was, we had free lunch Friday, every Friday, and we all got to go around and pick, which, you know, like, everybody got to pick um, one Friday mm. where to have lunch at. And so, like, that's where I learned, like, where to eat lunch at in the city. Sure. <laughs> um, I loved all the people that I worked with. I remember, I, so I was like 23 and everybody was always like, oh my God, you're only 23. And I was like, I know, right? And now like I'm that person that's like, yeah. it's like, oh my God, you're 23. That's so young. And I remember I worked with this one woman who was 30 and I was like, oh my God, she's 30. She's 30. How are you alive? Oh my God. And meanwhile, I just turned 40, everyone. It's okay, here. But you look 23, so... <laughs> Watch that. Go on that Patreon. Watch this episode, you guys. Brandy looks young. Uh, <laughs> tell us your secrets, girl. Because and she's in overalls. Like you literally look twenty three. <laughs> I am as my plane gear. Yeah, no, it was just, it was just, it was that I had um, company paid insurance, mm-hmm. which was amazing. That was my first time having that. Um, I hear. Uh, and just and whenever we would have jobs in, we could just order everything on the job. So like I never, I don't think I paid for lunch once while I worked there. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing. It was that was where I learned how to order um, uh, breakfast sandwiches at delis. Nice. Like, I never like I, I learned how to like get in line to do that. Yeah. I was like, oh, you just have to like kind of like take what's yours. <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> because I stood there once, just like waiting, waiting, and this guy work was like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's Go a up fast to the thing. counter. It's a fast thing. You gotta know and you gotta move and it's not, yeah, you can't joke and around. And I was like, well, I don't know what to order. He was like, order whatever you want. They'll make it. What are you thinking? And I was like, um, egg, I want eggs and cream cheese on, on a roll. And the guy's like, okay. The guy's like, she moved here yesterday. <laughs> I love it. Yes, Brandy, that's, real, that's was that a real bet. order? Eggs and cream cheese? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I got it. Interesting. It was. We'll have to unpack that at another time, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> best favorite in forever foods. Where's eggs and cream cheese going? <laughs> Ellen, what was your best job ever? It, so uh, say it again. What What's the difference between best and favorite again? Uh, favorite is something that's personal to you. So someone else might okay. not say that's your best job, but it was your it was your favorite job that you ever had. Right. Okay. Best is more like objectively speaking, like you can look at that and say, oh yeah, that's a great job. Whereas mm-hmm. okay. favorite is more specific to you and personal. Um. Okay. So I guess I'll, for best job, I'll go with um, I worked at a coffee shop on campus when I went to Syracuse University, and I worked with like all of my best friends and like got free coffee all the time and like just like stole all of the food and like ate it for free (laughs) and we all played like whatever music we wanted to listen to and we are kind of like the kings of like the coffee shop (laughs) it's like someone gave you the keys and they're like you run it you do it that's awesome wait ellen what coffee shop people's place you worked at People's Place? Yeah, oh, that is a great spot. That's yeah. awesome. That's Do you remember a, Dan's order? Job. Do you remember his coffee order? <laughs> I wasn't a coffee person, but People's Place was the spot. That was a really, yeah, that's a good yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. It was a hot spot on campus. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that you guys have these these places in common. Um, yeah. Well, I was thinking about this, and I, like Brandy, my best job was being an assistant and office manager of the venture capital firm that I worked for for four and a half years. Um 
And that was the last day job I had before I became a full-time uh, comedian slash host slash writer slash unemployed person. Um, right. Full-time. And, uh, and like you, oh, man, because I ran that show. You know, we had... We did Bagel Fridays. Lunch was free every day. We could order from wherever we wanted. I implemented Croissant Mondays because we had uh, uh, St. Ambrose right by the office. So I was like, it'd be great if we just, like, my boss liked them one day. I was like, we should just get these for, like, everybody on Mondays. Um, I'd order, like, <laughs> Shunley lunches for people. Like, I had to forget that money. I had to train myself that money to some people. It's a very different bracket, you know, where I am and where they am. And, like, you know, they'd have a lunch for four people and they'd say order Shun Li, which is like one of the most expensive Chinese restaurants like in New York City and it'd be like a $700 lunch and they'd take two bites of it and I'd be like oh my god this is all like leftover and I'd invite the doorman <laughs> up and I had I had insurance I had breakfast and lunch I don't think I ever had to get food like I ate enough at that job that I was <laughs> yeah. you know I could get a slice of pizza for dinner after a comedy show and I was like good to go um I had two insurances I should brag about. Uh, we had a main insurance because I was on the same insurance as all my bosses. And so we had a main insurance and their their families. And then we had a secondary insurance. Whatever wasn't covered by the first insurance was covered by the second insurance. I didn't know how good I I didn't know how good oh, I wow. had. It. You know what I mean? And everybody, wow. every time I'd talk about things and be like, yeah, like, doesn't everyone have like a $10,000 allowance and I care for the year? Like, I'd say shit. My mom would be like, this is the best job you will ever have do not ever lose this job my parents are like are you interested yet in venture capital and I'd be like no like I should have been they would use me a lot to be because they invested in like tech companies so they'd be like is this a good app do you like this like I'd be like their you know millennial tester for things like they you know and I'd meet all the people coming to pitch for them it was similar to production company where it was like these people are so nervous because they're like walking in with like their idea idea and they were asking for money and you know um but it was and they were great they treated me like family like during the hurricane I like stayed you know my boss invited me for dinner we'd go to his house in the Hamptons every year for like lobster day and like it was awesome it was the best job so far wow. I'd say yeah. right yeah uh, it was cons- consistent money you know 401k mm-hmm. tell you what perks perks of stability go a long way towards the best job yeah for sure and really <laughs> nice people they were lovely to me yeah. they treated me like family I didn't you know I was one of three women who worked there. There were more who hired over time, but, you know, it felt very like a boys club and the women had kind of secondary roles. That was weird, but it was like they treated me really nicely and they were very cool. So Hmm. best job, best job. Mm. Shout out to RRE Ventures. If they listen to this podcast, I want to. I think two insurances. <laughs> yeah, two, that's wild. Well, how does that even work? How is that even legal? After my, <laughs> the last week of my severance package, I went and got like two pairs of glasses because I was like, you better use this up right now because you're never going <laughs> to yeah. see this again. People be like, you have such cool glasses. And I, it's, it was that eye insurance. It was all, <laughs> I was very blessed with a good eye insurance. Uh, okay. We got to go oh. around because we're, we're running out. Okay. Favorite jobs. Okay. Okay, um, my favorite job was, um, so I'm back at the History Channel now, but I had left for a while. Right. 
And I think that my favorite job was when I was at the History Channel before. So I started out as a programming coordinator, worked my way up to being associate producer, and um, history started doing scripted programming. And so I went up to the head of history and I was like, oh, so we do, have a, do we have a scripted department now? He was like, I don't think so. And I was like, mm, maybe we should. I don't know. <laughs> Can I work on that? And so I got to start working on all the scripted stuff at history. So I was like Vikings, the Bible. That's um, so cool. And I got to have a lot of really awesome pitch meetings. Um, So I had one pitch meeting with Kevin Bacon where he referenced the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm this is does he know how crazy this is you're now one degree you're like i'm in a room with you this is it yeah like this is everyone can use me now yeah um another really hilarious meeting that we had we did um a skype with mel gibson sick (laughs) like he was he was pitching a show about uh whitey bulk whitey bulger bulger yeah Um, and my boss comes in and was, I was like, uh, you know that we're going to be on with Mel Gibson. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, you didn't, did you not see that in your calendar? It's Mel Gibson. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty A-list for the history channel. Like that's pretty major. Yeah. Now how, how how problematic in the time span of Mel Gibson are we when this meeting (laughs) transpires? Uh, extremely. This is probably like 2013. Like we, all the things, we know all the things about him. So he was like, like, I bet I could get us a meeting at. History Channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, I know who they're is. programming for. Um, well, we didn't do a show, but... Uh, That's cool. Yeah, though. I feel like I got to... I just got to be in, like, a lot of cool meetings. I really loved all the people that I worked with. So, I would, I, it's actually a tie. Like, my two favorite jobs were definitely... It was the when I was at History and then when Dan and I were at Leopard, just because it was such a great team. Yeah. And we all got along so well. And it's like, when you have a team of people that you get along really well with, like... You really just can't take that shit for granted. No, not at all. That's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, so that's my favorite. Cool. Yeah, Dan, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite? I do job? have a f- I do have a favorite job, uh, and this is going to be corny, but it's it's the one I'm in right now. It's okay. Uh, bye. Thanks for listening. No. <laughs> Too corny. <laughs> Too it's corny. really corny, but but like, listen, I've I've been a development producer. I've been in development for you know over ten years now, and I've worked for a lot of great companies, Leopard included. I think that was, you know, very close. That'd be an almost mention. I love that team that we worked on together. I was but like, you I, have I to at like, least say it back. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, the feeling is mutual, but I feel like you know I've I've landed at a place where you know it's just an equally as good team mm-hmm. and I, my bosses we have similar taste and i'm able to work on the they're things really, really nice i should about. say i've met your your coworkers, mm-hmm. or your bosses and they're all super super nice people so that's yeah cool. and we get to work on a, a ton of cool shit you know you, you know and i we've, we've had talks you know offline about work stuff yeah and, you know we're, we're making fun stuff and like listen it's it truly is a dream job we get to make tv every day i can't imagine having a better job i'm incredibly fortunate and it's it's my favorite job i love to do it oh that's amazing ellen all right Uh, ellen favorite job ellen okay my favorite job was uh the first job that i got like my first real job that i got when moving when i moved to the city which i was uh i was a production assistant for uh this like adult swim digital uh thing i've talked to anna about this a bunch on the podcast but um it was just like i worked with the best people everyone was so funny i was like laughing all of the time i got to meet so many amazing people like so many like cool famous people like Eric Andre and H. John Benjamin and all these amazing performers 
Um, yeah, it was just like overall like the most magical job that I've ever had. I mean, the best vibe. I love that. Too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, my favorite job was HQ trivia. I have to yeah. say, uh, Ellen, you can you can change your answer still. Okay, the podcast episode's that not was over close, yet. Uh, <laughs> close call. Close second. There were a lot of. That was an almost for Ellen. Yeah. Ellen, yeah. Ellen and I had different journeys on HQ. You know, a lot of it was together, but then she had before and I had after. So we've kind of like, you know, our memories are are together and not together. I'd say, like in terms of sure. our. our you know, past. Um, yeah, no, I have to say I got hired for, I didn't get hired for HQ trivia. And then a year later I got hired for HQ words and I got to like make a show my own and, and develop it like with you guys. And I worked nonstop and I was so thrilled to be there. You know, you put an unemployed girl on nine shows a week. She is ready to rock. And, uh, it was so fun, you know? I made fans and I got to gr- gain a skill. I always say that. I got a great skill out of HQ. I hosted over 450 live shows at this point and like you know, I have no fear going live. I feel like it really trained yeah. me to think on my feet, to get up there and not, you know, like worry that the camera's on. I don't know. Uh and it was so fun. I met amazing people. I I loved the people we got to work with. Like it was it it's been my favorite job in my career so far. Nice. I love it. Thanks to the this HQ cuties and the word nerds listening. <laughs> Shout out. We love the word nerds. Uh, yeah, I, I still call myself a word queen, even though there is no HQ words right now. But let me have my moments, you know, let me. Exactly. Let me dream. <laughs> it's yours. It's yours. Thank you. Yeah. OK, what's your forever job? This is. This is tough. Yeah. This is really tough. I mean, honestly, it would be um, being a karaoke host. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If I could just host karaoke night every night, like, that's my dream. Wow. I would love that. I'm so glad we've unpacked this. This is, you know, I hope I hope you tell your husband after this, like you just had a huge major career breakthrough. And even though you do have two kids to support, you're going to go host karaoke and live it out. Live out the dream. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> every day, every day I'm going to and I'm going to get on the mic. I'm going to sing my songs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Black Velvet is one of it's in my repertoire. I have Excellent I actually have a choice. note. Um, uh, a note in my notes app of uh, great karaoke songs. Every time I hear one, like one headlight just got added. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I, I mean, but I love being a wedding DJ too. It was really fun, like getting people to dance and have a good time. And you could do it over and over again. You can see yourself. I could do it over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah. And now I don't have like heartbreak from a boyfriend to to cloud it over. Right there, you go. Now you can play your kids' yeah. songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever those are. <laughs> Yeah, I'm playing all Coco Melon all the time. <laughs> all right, Dan, do you have a forever job? I do. I was tempted to go the page route um, mm. and, and be a page forever, um, but I, I switched it up. And I, and for the sake of good podcasting, also, I'm, I'm going to choose a job that I haven't talked about yet. I was a PA on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Cool. And mm. that's mm. a job I would do forever. That was um, it was a, it was slightly less pressure than working at SNL. Um, because I just kind of had like, you know, a daily routine that I loved. Um, and I also had some time to like do my own things. Like once the show was set and people are doing their thing in the afternoon, like I kind of got to just kind of do whatever. So that was nice and be nice to have forever, but just an incredible group of people to work around the smartest job I've ever had. Like just the people around me were absolute geniuses and John, 
uh, who was the host when I was there, ran such a tight ship and was a really, really great boss. Um, and that show's going to be on forever. So, like, I feel like uh, job security is pretty good. And that's kind of how most people that work there uh, kind of look at that job. And the reason why I left, I'm like, this the ladder is so steep. The PA above me has been here for six years. I'm never going to get a promotion. So I ended up leaving. But in the, in the afterlife, I'd worked there forever. I thought that was a, a really, really fun job and uh, a good forever occupation. I love that. That's great. And even though Jon Stewart's not there, you're right. It is still, people love The Daily Show. They love it. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. Nope. Is Trevor Noah still home? That was my, that was what I was thinking. Because I, I remember what, it was on the other week, and I was like, he's still shooting at home. I think he is. I think everyone's probably going to come back, like, after the summer. Like, this next fall, season. everyone will be yeah. back in the studio. Yeah. Got it. Ellen, do you have a job you do forever? I guess I'll go with um, when I worked in a video shop. Uh, oh, hometown, yes. Because that's just, like, you know, the chill, one of the chillest jobs ever, and I love watching movies, so... It's kind of, yeah, a job where you can just, like, watch movies and talk about movies pretty much all day, and, yeah. Jared would say the same thing, because he worked in a block, or Hollywood video he worked in, and he was like, it's the best job, like, I could do that job forever, like, because you get to pick what movies are on, right? You get to talk to people about movies, Mm -hmm. and... Yeah. 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 Well... Thanks for yeah. being on this I, podcast I, and not a movie podcast. You know, it could, we could. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of those. <laughs> That's really funny. I was Anna. What about you? I was what would trying you do to. Forever? You know, this was hard for me because I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say what I did. This like I I've been working on this show. I've only done two segments for them, but it's I got to write a, a, a fun sketch and shoot it and be there and watch it be produced and watch it go on a, a NBC. You know, I I've been working freelance for this show called Celebrity Sleepover, and it's really you know when you've been working really hard and making your own content, it's really cool to like write something and and get to be in the production meetings and come up with other ideas and wardrobe and blah 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 and then shoot it and then watch it on tv and like i didn't edit it you know what i mean i didn't make my boyfriend edit it i wasn't sitting there you know with a fucking stopwatch like let's go no we need cuts on this music here like and it came out really cool so i was gonna go with that i was was gonna say and also like brandy our ears perked up because that's featuring one johnny bananas who's Mm -hmm. one of uh, a totem of one of our favorite shows of yeah. all time. So that'd be cool yeah. as well. And that happened in the pandemic. But I'm going to say my forever job is the job I currently have, which is hosting shows for airtime. It is the... Oh, I cool. host these shows for this app, and I tell Ellen, it's the best. It really, really is. I get to pitch ideas, I get to be creative, and I get to do it all from my own apartment. And, you know, I light myself. I'm a lazy person. Like, I mean, I love going into a studio. Don't get me wrong. I love getting dressed up and dolled up. But there is something so, so fun about figuring out how to work from home on camera. And I've done it this year. And I hope airtime never ends. I hope you guys all join it and watch all the shows that I host so we can continue this love affair. Um, But it is great. And they, you know, there are amazing people to work for. I've made so many friends. I'm meeting some, like my boss and some people in person for the first time ever on Friday. I've worked for this company for three years. Since before I worked at HQ. So I've known a lot of these people, but in the pandemic, they really kind of reinvented and took off more with production. So... I love airtime. I everybody guys join airtime. It's free. Download it. You know, this wasn't supposed to be a pitch, but honestly, it is the greatest job, uh, especially Friday nights. I'm doing this show called Airtime's Got Talent. It's literally America's Got Talent on your phone. We get, you know, talent from amazing singers to a girl who comes on and says, watch me fight my sister on camera as my talent. Um, (laughs) 
Yeah, someone ate Verbally it. Verbally or physically? <laughs> what sort of fight? Is, is she good? Uh, I don't know. I, I All I saw on the screen, because it's also on a phone, is like a girl, like someone was on a bed and a girl just like took her down. And I was like, okay, and <laughs> oh we're done. God. Congratulations, you guys get $10. Uh, we give money to everybody. Everybody gets paid. They get paid $10 per round that they make it to. And then winners get $250, $150, or $75. It's the most, it's the most unpredictable, wild time. And it's live and it's so fun. And I hope I love Airtime. I could do it forever. Even when I'm shooting something, you know, I can, I've done it where I'm like doing a job. I'm like on set all day. I come home and I get to do an airtime show and I zone out and it's just like its own thing. And it's really, it's, it's fun. It's fun and it's good work. I'm sold. Yeah, I'm same. That sounds yeah, awesome. Same. Yeah, it's good. You know, airtime's <laughs> great. Oh my God. Well, that is it, you guys. I feel like we, that was fun to do because we got to cover all of the jobs through, through this mm-hmm. lens, through your lens. Yeah. Um, that was so fun. You guys are so much fun. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that you guys did a podcast about TV because you have more TV knowledge than anybody I know just from meeting both of you and talking to both of you. So guys, everybody go listen to it. And where can people find you individually? Where can they find the podcast? Drop your handles. Um, you can find the podcast on Instagram at TVBFFpodcast. Um, and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts under TVBFFs. Um, and you can find me personally uh, at, at Brandy Crawford on all platforms, except I don't really tweet and it's private because I can't have people going and dig shit up that I wrote in 2010. Um, Smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me just on Instagram, really, at Deebs on TV. Um, as you can guess, constantly talking about TV, giving recommendations. Our podcast doesn't get too much into, like, what we're watching currently. We touch it a little bit, but you'll get all that stuff uh, on my Instagram. I talk about what I'm watching all the time. So that's where you can find me. Amazing. On my Instagram, you'll see a lot of cute kids. Very cute kids. Yeah. Worth a follow, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, you gave us great TV recommendations, so thank you. Ellen and I are going to... Ellen, we're going to do something with them. I know we are. We just have to pump these out every week, so it's been hard to do both, you know, uh, until we get paid lots of money to do it. Um, All right, well, that's it. Thank you guys so much for being here, your dreams, your dream guests. I'm really glad this worked out. Thanks for having us. This was so much fun. This is great. So fun. Oh, what a good episode. Ellen, I never want to work again. I just want to watch TV shows for the rest of my life. Same. I- that would be my like forever job. It's just watching TV and movies forever. <laughs> Is that a job I can have I- currently and get paid? Maybe. Like, a living wage? I feel like the computers have replaced people who had those jobs to do like, you know, the stats and stuff or like the... I don't know. Well, people still do reviews. You know, people still do reviews. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to review them, though. I just want to watch. You just want to watch them and zone out and and, and, out. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to think about anything, right? Right. Like the structure of your article that you have to write after this. That's probably not a real job. No, probably not. But you know what? I think when you retire, like when you make enough money doing other jobs, that can become your retirement. That's what I'm going to do. I don't know what my mom's talking about being bored in retirement. It's like, There's bitch, turn so many on Netflix. To watch. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's not a bitch, but I, I understand people when they say they're bored. I feel like, yeah, people who just want to watch TV and movies, like, 
I mean, knowing you, you watched a movie. Uh, what did you watch? A movie a day in the pandemic when you were? Uh, yeah, my goal was 200 movies and we hit that. So, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be fine at retirement. I'll be fine. You're going to do like 200 in a month. I'm, yeah. <laughs> the great thing about movies is you never run out of them. There's true. just so many. <laughs> That's true. That's how I feel about Instagram. <laughs> you, I just, I never run out, you know? I can just keep looking. I guess so. I follow too many yeah. people then, I guess. The other day I was with Jared and he goes, well, that's it. Went through my stories. I go, what do you mean? He went through, can you hear me? He can like hear me Yeah, right Jared only follows his like the people he, he actually knows or something, right? <laughs> I, and I was so, I was like, what do you, there's an end? Where, where's the end? I don't know that there's an end to no, stories. There's Apparently not an there end is. on my Instagram. It's Definitely ongoing. not. Yeah. Definitely not. Nor should I ever get there. Nor should I try to ever get to the end or I'm a real fucking waste of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. How was, I wanted to ask you, last time we recorded, you were going into your office for the first time. Right. How, mm-hmm. how was that? How was that experience of a commute and walking inside? Well, the commute, I'd say, is actually pretty nice because it's, ac- it's the same uh, commute uh, that I had to go to HQ Trivia. Oh, okay. Um, That's good. So one train line, 30 minutes, maybe 35 Right, and you know it. It's like you know where it's the. Is it the same train? It's the same. I just take one train from my apartment right into Soho, and then I get off and get some coffee. That's great. Um, Other than that, like not really much to say. The office was empty and like disorganized. Kind of looked like it was an apocalypse had happened, which kind of had. It did. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. Yeah. and that's a little odd. And, and offices are just kind of sad right now. Not yeah. an office not filled with people is sad. You remember how we worked at HQ and nobody was there at night when we were doing most of our work? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it kind of feels like well, there is an office. There's just no people who come here. Uh, yeah, and offices are the best when they're just full of people. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say though. I feel like, and if you guys listen to this podcast and you work in an office, please. Let us know. But I feel like, is there any office culture right now? Like, because offices were great. Like, you know, when we were talking about on the podcast, when they were like, oh, it was the best team to work with and stuff. That's because you were you were there and you guys had fun events and you got to have lunch together and you guys had a good like camaraderie. I feel like now after the pandemic, even if an office is open and you can go and work there, like not everyone's feeling comfortable enough to go in every day you know what I mean like uh, who's gonna throw an event why spend money on an event when it's like people are still kind of like coming out of this you know year and like they're uncomfortable like it's it's weird because it's like yeah office places are opening up but we're not mentally there to be like yes we're all going back tomorrow we're gonna have lunch together we're gonna hang out like get our work done we'll Well, go out for drinks after like all of that feels so overwhelming (laughs) It is overwhelming for sure. And I think people still really value being able to make their own schedules. I don't know. It's hard to choose which one I'd want as my forever Mm -hmm. schedule, like Mm. choosing my own schedule and working from home or being able to go into an office and like interact Mm -hmm. with a bunch of really great people. That's hard. Mm -hmm. See, I had a good gig with HQ there too, because I did, you know, I had to report to work. I had a call time. I had to be there for work. But the rest of the day, I had to make my own schedule. So I kind of had that, like, 
freelance plus job life, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is how it is as a comedian. You know, you kind of like do your shit in the day. And then if you have a show or, you know, a recording or something, you have to report to your job. But yeah, I'd say 75% of your time you make, you make it happen. Yeah. Maybe Uh, 50, 50 is the best. Yes. Yeah. I guess so. Oh, man. Um, Well, anyway, this was an amazing episode. I I don't want to take too much more time because we had a a nice long episode, but they were so much fun. I hope people go and listen to theirs, and I hope you guys all listen to ours. Uh, We're trying here. We're pumping out the content. We're working. We've had really interesting people on lately. I'm really loving it, you know, because we've had a lot of comedians on, but I feel like in this last month or so, we've had a lot of different jobs, and it's it's fun to hear everyone's journey, isn't it? It is. And I have Everyone's so many got a things to watch now. I know. I we really do. I think, like, we do need to take, uh, you know, the time. We'll take a break, maybe. Not to, you know, scare any of our listeners, but we'll take a break and we'll, like, do one of these, like, other side projects that we've had the ideas for. Uh, it'll happen, guys. It's going to happen. Um, but please, check us out on Patreon. If you can throw us $5 a month, even, that's lovely. It costs a lot of money to keep a podcast up and running, and, uh, and we, we basically do it for free. So we love you if you want to support us. And uh, if you want to watch it, you can go watch all of the episodes on there. Um, and other than that, listen to all 71, uh, 72 other episodes. I don't know what number this is. 70-something mm-hmm. episodes, and we will see you. 72. Sick. We're getting into senior citizen territory. Uh, Yeah. And give us a little rating, review it. You know, I say this all the time, but it really does mean a lot to us. And um, and it helps us get jobs. So please go and and do those nice, kind things for us. Okay, I love you all. Ellen, you're the best. I love you, girl. And uh, that's it. That's the episode. Peace and love. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. I forgot to say that. But you know where to find us. Unemployed podcast. We everywhere. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.